What's up, Candy Lickers? Pleased to meet you. Nice to know me. What you doing? You're getting ready for summer. That's what you're doing. And let me tell you what you need to be doing. You need to be getting the new Lawnmower 4.0 from Manscaped. That way you can make this the best summer ever. Be smooth. You'll be comfortable. Be less sweaty. Be less smelly. Everybody's going to love it. The Lawnmower 4.0, I'm using mine. And I, it's incredible. Sleek design. It's got the LED light to guide you exactly where you're going. Uh, you've got the guard so you can go in there and shave the boys confidently, right? I used to be scared to trim up. I, I used to get the phone and dial 9-1 and just be waiting to put the last one so I could have a medic on standby in case I bled out. Not anymore with the Lawnmower 4.0. They've got different guards you can do uh, use, one through four, and everything comes out perfect, and I'm talking about perfect. Let me just tell you something. If you listen to the podcast, then you know – that me and my wife, Big Goody Judy, have over 20 chickens on the compound. And let me just tell you, I went to my front yard and I grabbed these eggs. These came from my front yard, my chickens. And guess what I did? I had a contest. I compared these eggs to my eggs. And guess what? The wife said I won. And that means I won as well. And you can win. Uh, and she wins. Everybody wins. All you got to do is go to manscaped.com and use the promo code Casio, C-A-S-I-O, promo code Casio. Get 20% off and free worldwide shipping. That's at manscaped.com, but you got to use the promo code Casio, and you can have the best-looking eggs this summer just like myself, all right? Manscaped.com, promo code Casio, 20% off, free worldwide shipping. You need to get your hands on the lawnmower 4.0. Pleased to meet you. Nice to know me. What you doing? It's another edition of Cassio's Cut. I'm your host, Cassio, of course. And I am joined uh, by a absolute rock star, son. I am joined by Randy Winter, guitarist for Red Jumpsuit Apparatus. What's up, my brother? brother. Greetings. Thanks for joining me, man. I know you guys got to be excited. Back on tour. How exciting does that sound? It's it's wildly awesome. Um, it's just, you can already tell just the, the difference in appreciation. There's less jaded, you know, not to name anybody, uh, but yeah, there's just less jaded people. And when you go into a room full of positive people that are stoked to be there versus like 50% of what we call dead fish, like you can just tell the energy level um, is incredibly different. Well, let's talk about, let's go back a little bit before we get to this live tour, of course. I know right before COVID hit, you guys uh, release a uh, brand new EP, the emergency uh, EP, and then you start to get the buzz and you start to get rolling and you're excited to tour with this new music. Uh, and you only get a few shows under your belt, of course, before the absolute world shut down. Right. Talk about what that was like as a musician of the excitement of we got new music to now we can't play the new music. Uh, it was interesting, but we really had kind of planned to release that album um, in 2020 and 2019. So we started doing production actually on the road. We just uh, released buses and then we put our remote recording studio in the bus so we could kill the overhead of the studio. We already have three engineers in the band. So we're like, let's just record while we're all on the road. We'll do shows you know, at night and record during the day and track. So we knocked that out. And then um, really only had a couple different songs that we were still kind of throwing ideas back and forth with, you know, um, with um, like FTP file sharing client back and forth and stuff like that with file transfers and then working through the arrangements and producing and stuff like that. So really by the time um, 
I would say February came around and we started a tour. Um, at that point, we had a good chance or a good idea that things were going to happen just by looking um, at the scenario late, um, early December. Um, you could kind of see if you were looking at global stock positions, they changed drastically um, with the supply chain. So I'd given Ronnie a heads up, hey, this this isn't just a, uh, a, a you know, a, they're wearing mask again this time, um, something on a global scale is happening. So uh, we might want to, you know, be a little prepared here, but let's just, you know, you know, roll the album out as we were going to, regardless if the touring happens or not. So it, it actually, in a way, worked out perfectly for us because all the production was pretty much wrapped up at that point. Um, the tour came to a halt um, early February, but as far as the album rollout, it was already done. So instead of being like everybody else struggling for, oh crap, now all of a sudden we need to produce a mass quantity of online content and streaming, we already had everything ready to go. So it wasn't like, oh, they're playing into the COVID crap and releasing an album called Emergency EP. No, that was already planned before anything had happened. It just happened to go down that way. That's how it is with us. Things just call it Providence, call it God, call it whatever you want to, you know, divine architect, whatever you want to call it. Um, it just happened to go that way. So for us, really, um, it worked out perfectly in a strange situation. Um, I had a bit, or my wife had a baby. Um, so I was All able right. to be home and take that, uh, the carry, the delivery, the recovery process fully in and just get to spend that time at home. And um, yeah, so for us, it, it was um, a little bit of a shock to really see it come to a screeching halt. But in our own ways, we really all were like, okay, this is our chance to actually be home and take in these moments that we don't regularly get to see because of the unpredictable life in production. I'm sure you're highly familiar with. Um, it's, you know, it's a hurry up and wait kind of situation all the time or feast or famine. And you're constantly just adapting as an entrepreneur to, to go with the paradigm shifting. Well, I was, uh, you kind of led into it. I was going to ask, it's kind of bittersweet for a lot of the uh, musicians I talked to. One, you're off the road. Of course, there's income source, not only for you guys, but roadies and, you know, entire crews right. uh, that you got going on. But also, uh, a lot of the musicians I've talked to, like you mentioned, uh, you happen to have a baby, congratulations, but it's almost, it was kind of a silver lining of, I get to step back and have a real life all of a sudden. I get to be at home more, and I right. know that's bittersweet, but kind of yeah. kind of talk us through that of, you know what, the panic, what's the mindset? Are you going, oh my God, we're off the road, or are you going... Oh my God, I'm off the road. That's awesome. Well, it really depends on um, your business model. If you ran your bond, your band like a um, like a you know a construction company, that's where we started before we actually made it um, to where the music paid the bills. We adopted that same kind of a model and have ran our band that way. My brother, uh, the CEO. Um, so really, like if you ran your company that way, then all was pretty good. But if you ran it a different way and, you know, had adopted different models and were fusing different things, then it could become challenging, especially with crew and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, like things like Bobnet and all that, that, it all came to a screeching halt. So, yeah, for us, I feel um, we were just blessed in this situation for all of us to really just be like, oh, cool. We actually get to, like, get some, a taste of normality for a minute here <laughs> everybody else is thinking the world's upside down and we're like oh this is what it's like to be home like doing domestic life as we call it like all the time <laughs> just really yeah so we actually were really really extremely appreciative of it and i i don't um like yeah i, I wouldn't change it for anything man to me if i was a billionaire i could have paid for that to happen i couldn't have so to me it's 100 percent divine providence uh, and let's talk about you know, talk about uh, music you've got coming up. Of course, super excited to read this. Uh, of course, if you know Red Jumpsuit Apparatus, um, like myself, who was my age group, uh, Don't You Fake It comes out. I can't believe celebrating 15 years. That makes me feel old. Uh, but uh, Don't You Fake It comes out. Absolutely blows you guys' career up. You're rocking and rolling. You're ready to go. You've got almost 2 billion streams of your music rocking and rolling. And now, as we celebrate the 15th, you guys have decided to go back in. And I want to hear about this. I read the words orchestral version, and not only of one song, but the entire album. Correct. Tell me how this came about. What's the mindset? Um, it really started to kind of dawn on me that, um, we could pull this off. I want to say about half a decade ago, I started doing a little bit of, um, 
um, just exploration with music theory that I've picked up in high school from my director, Greg Goslin. I picked up a lot um, and just really took it and ran with it and uh, realized that pretty much your own boundaries, really. So if, if depending on your motivational level is how far you can really take that. So I started exploring the orchestral realm and discovered, oh, wait, I can find like the best sounding possible musician that played this exact violin with this preamp at that, you know, sound isolated treated reverb and that you can actually access and purchase those libraries. Uh, they're vast. Most of them are 40 gigs plus. So yeah, if you know anything about data, just audio 40 gigs, it's like, Whoa, that must be a serious library. Contact is a good uh, example of that. So once I dove into that, I, it, it just blew my mind. I was like, okay, I can actually do this, even though I can't physically play that, you know, instrument. I can, you know, I'm a multi-instrumentalist. I play drums, bass, guitar, basically anything you put in my hands. Uh, drums is my primary instrument, though. And then I went to piano, started playing other instruments. So really, I just applied theory to those other instruments, regardless of being able to play them. So then I went through and started creating the arrangements, looking at the treble and bass clef and created orchestral versions, um, about half a decade of a couple of them, just to see what it would sound like and showed it to Ronnie. He was like, whoa, this sounds awesome. We could do this. And we were like, okay, well, let's kind of like start, um, you know, doing some versions of these. And the idea wasn't necessarily to do Don't You Fake It. It was just particular songs, um, like ballads specifically. And we have quite a few of those spread across, you know, the different catalogs. So I started picking different ones, like Not Like Before, um, you know, Angel, um, just different ones, uh, Guardian Angel, obviously, um, different ones to see what it would sound like. And just nothing sounded bad is what I started to realize because a lot of our, well, all of our music is really just sitting um, and writing with Ronnie's voice and an acoustic. So if you start that way, rather than, hey, polishing everything in the studio and then trying to figure out how to do it live, you're really in a good position if you try to approach something like this. So that's why for me, I thought it was a lot easier than I could have ever imagined once I discovered those libraries that you can purchase. So it was a matter of really just sitting there and taking the time with some music theory and uh, some brains and um, learning how to engineer a little bit better as I, you know, um, grew as an engineer and musician at the same time, fusing those with different um, techniques that I picked up from David Bendeth, recording with him a few times um, using Cubase and Steinberg. And next thing you know, we're just cranking out this stuff that sounds like a symphony is playing it. And then Ronnie's voice is there with an acoustic and it's like, whoa, okay. And then time, some time passes, you know, um, and I'm still chipping away at it here and there. As you know, in production world, you're pretty much never off. When you're home, you have things to do. You're going to be working on this album or that live arrangement or tracks or, you know, a different project or producing or mixing or mastering or casting or streaming or whatever it is. So that's what I was doing on the downtime for about five years, randomly picking away at it. And then when COVID hit, I went back through my uh, hard drives and just started organizing digitally, you know, getting rid of the digital hoarding, so to say. And I discovered <laughs> those, uh, those drives and was like, oh, okay, this could here we go. And then Ronnie and me were like, you know what, <laughs> let's do like a, a, you know, a version of don't you fake it like this. Then we threw around on Twitch a few different ideas. And then I came up with the, um, the idea of orchestral edition, which kind of goes with the deluxe edition. We use edition a lot. So we're just trying to, you know, um, reiterate that same branding. Do you for, I mean, is this ultimate, I see like a, I'm sure you guys have seen everything, but you, you seem like you're look, looking into the future a lot more than some of the musicians I talk to. Every album might be done like this. <laughs> Do you foresee uh, maybe a live show with a symphony, maybe like Metallica has done or something like that? That was another thing that we had thought about with the COVID situation. The idea was, well, here we go. This is the perfect time for what we've wanted to wanted to do, but now we're going to have the ability to pull off a live show regardless of what the future holds. We didn't, we're, we're, at that point, we weren't sure if they were going to let us do these live shows that we're doing right now with you know, a limited capacity, um, regardless of whatever the other um, precautions are. But if they were, uh, you know, if they say, hey, you can play at this amphitheater, but it's only seating and it's six feet apart each seating, then we're like, okay, then that's when we'll do the orchestra album. So yeah, so we, we kind of applied that same mentality that no matter what, we're going into the future whether it's going to be alive, you know, like, Hey, we're coming to Houston, invite all of your, you know, orchestral friends out. And if they can read sheet music, you're going to be invited on stage to play this kind of thing. Amazing. 
Right. I'm excited, man. I hope that happens. Uh, Never Red know. Jumpsuit Apparatus is on tour now. If you're listening to this close to live, uh, they have got shows coming up in Huntsville, my hometown, of course, Thursday, June 10th. And then you guys are bumping straight to Nashville, Jonesboro. And then, of course, you got a festival to wrap that up. And then, of course, I know you'll oh, plan more stuff. But that's going to be huge to uh, – I-, I know you guys got to be excited to kind of get your sea legs back under you and get out back out here and oh. see what everybody's been connecting with during this whole time. Yeah, the energy is apex, man. It's just wild. Just imagine, you know, like before going into a room, you can kind of see the jaded ones and, like, you know, they're real skittish. They stand off and form their little right. It's like – Imagine the negativity being removed and it's just a room full of people that are actually stoked and excited to be there. Just positive electromagnetic spectrum radiating. Well, we're super excited. Go see them. Uh, if you're in Huntsville, I'll be there. We're going to hang out at the Sidetracks Music Hall. Great live venue. Nashville, of course, they're playing. And like I said, Jonesboro, uh, Georgia as well. Let me get in. Uh, I end every episode with the countdown. And Randy, you uh, you have to survive the countdown as we wrap right. this up. I don't know what uh, I'm putting myself into here, but <laughs> I got this sweet little river back here that I wish I would have brought my fishing pole for. <laughs> Are you a fisher? Yeah, I've actually fished out here before, and it's pretty. It's 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 not bad. I mean, you'll you'll catch some stuff. It's probably carp and pike and stuff like that, but it's fun. Get here to Huntsville early. Well, you know we got fishing in Bama. Come on, oh, man. man. Uh, yeah, I live like right next to the creek, so we tear it up nonstop. My Are you still in out, Florida? My wife outfishes me all the time, so it's a little really. You know, yeah, yeah, she's good. She's what are you catching? Um, out there in Black Creek, it's anything from like pike, carp, brim. Um, well, any of the types of brim. Like, there's about nine right. different species. Um, massive catfish. Um, right now, the stripers are running, and they get huge. My buddy of mine, um, two of them actually, Chris Moody, Jason Pravat, they caught this thirty. You know, pounder. I mean, it's it's bigger than the screen. I can fit my hands. Jeez. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, and that was like two weeks ago. And we were just recording right um, near the area that they were at. I think they were on North Prong or South Prong. But yeah, they, he had rode by two days prior, and I was like, oh, I bet the strappers are running. And then two days later, I see you know an image in my newsfeed. Boom! This massive beast. Like, <laughs> whoa, get it. We're uh, we're thirty minutes from Gunnersville, and they have the Bassmaster down here. So, oh, nice. Uh, you get down here early and we'll try to hit some water. Now you got to survive the countdown to get to that. Ten questions, ten down to one. All right. Starting off with ten, name something that's a perfect ten in your life. My wife. God, nicely done, sir. That was a smart answer of all the smart answers. Uh, going down to nine, nine is the German word for no. Name something you wish was no more, something you could write off in forever. Twitter trolls. Uh, people that stand up when as soon as the airplane lands, bad drivers, anything you want. Censorship. Censorship. Ooh, in all forms. Including propaganda. Yeah, so censorship and propaganda, which is basically just manipulated media. So, yeah, I would like either one. Which is either very one. important in 2021. Both of those are raging right now. Yeah. All right, number eight. Uh, when you die, what do you want to be the last thing you ate? What's your last meal? I want you to mix and match. You can meal? go restaurants, home cooking. I want it top to bottom. Oh, it's easy for me. Just a good old steak, bro. A steak? Who's yeah. making it? You? My wife could make it. I can make it. Anybody. Like, But I would prefer, you know, it'd be like a cool setting where like end of the world, you're chilling at the beach or the creek and you're sitting there grilling it up and just, and then boom. <laughs> you know. But, well. <laughs> what temperature? um i like medium rare to rare yeah what size you got with your steak um sushi how about that just meat and more meat it's your last meal let's go meat, yeah. yeah meat more there's meat. no rules just right here yeah and i just mean like, all the sushi I mean, just like, as much. yeah sashimi no rice just give me the raw fish bro <laughs> Love it. any yeah. dessert are you good with the, with all the protein yeah i'm a meat guy <laughs> okay I try, I try to steer away from the carbs it's hard it, if it I eat hard. it, I got to eat it all. So that's the problem. Well, I mean, what's your last meal? You can potato tip, dude. I will eat all of them. So that's why. <laughs> yeah, but that was one cool thing I forgot about 2020. She was pregnant. So it was like, all right, I'm doing this. So I literally ate stuff I haven't eaten since I was a kid. It was. Wait, did you put on weight with her? Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I did it. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I went there, bro. I fully embraced it. But then afterwards, I was like, oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> <There we go. laughs> 
Now was, you got to get back on road shape, dude. Yeah, I, well, I feel good. I, 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 you know, I did. I started prepping like months ago, so yeah. All right, here we go. Number seven. Low carb, you lose weight real fast. Uh, I've been on it since January, so uh, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I need some, all the carbs I can get when I finally cheat. Number <laughs> seven. When you were seven years old, what did you want to be when you grew up? Ah, uh, forensic pathologist. Whoa. What are you watching CSI? What's happening? <laughs> My grandma's a nurse and she raised us. So yeah, I'd probably. Oh, like, so you're in that, you're in that mode. Yeah. I was just like, ah, oh, I want to be like grandma. Like she's so smart and intelligent. And I just, yeah. Did you, uh, did you study for it? Uh, at a bit? I know you guys you I got older and you realized were like teenagers how, when the band broke. Right. Right. Well, once, once I got older and realized how much school it took to become a pathologist, <laughs> I jumped shit, man. I was out of there. <laughs> We're jumping to rock star as soon yeah. as possible. I jumped out of there, dude. I was like, oh, right. no, I'm out. Six. How do you want to end up six feet under? How do you want to die? Um, if Big I bang could... with a steak is what you said earlier. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I covered that one, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right, five. Five-finger discount. What's the last thing you stole? Um, oh. Or that you admit I, I to stealing. I have to take it back to LimeWire and Napster days, really. <laughs> But how I many use, computers did you I destroy proxies, of the so it didn't matter i use proxies so i mean i guess uh, i'm just self-admitting so all right admit right now what band did you rip off the most probably in the nine, limewire yeah. days well it was probably nine inch nails but then he started giving it out free through BitTorrent anyway so then <laughs> I was like, oh, trent you're the man dude he, he right. jumped ahead of it he was like i'm not gonna fight this he's like you can't steal what what's, what's free <laughs> and i was like wow we're gonna do that too and we did <laughs> all right number fun. four uh, four top. Now, I changed this because you might. I didn't know if, especially your low carbs. Now, I usually ask the Mount Rushmore little Debbies, but if you're no carbs, I might need to switch this to. Oh pizza. no, I'll eat carbs. It's just, um, it's like you said, a cheat day or something like that, where you just blow it out full scale, everything. Well, and that's you what grew I up in Florida, so you had to have little Debbies, right? Oh, dude, kidding me? Sorry. Give me four. Who's my on the Mount Rushmore? My baby's nickname nickname is Swiss Roll. That's what I call her. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I, right, is I this show like, Swiss roll number one? Um, no, but that's why I nicknamed it. Just because, like, she's like so cute. Like, well, Swiss roll. I'd have to say little Debbie cakes, dude. Which uh, you, like, you, are you a nutty buddy guy? Zebra cakes all the way. Oh, zebra cakes. What about Christmas tree? Especially if they've been in the freezer first, so there's a little bit of firmness. Oh, you freeze your zebra cakes? Yeah, if you put them in the freezer, I picked it up from my dad. He used to do it all the time. Then he grab them and then head to work, and I was like, "Why does he do that?" And then I ate one out, and it was like, "That's why." What about uh, you, nutty buddy? Oatmeal cream pie, any of those? I usually don't eat chocolate very much, actually. Something oh, really? about chocolate, it's really sweet and like kind of like turns me off. All right, we got you down for that. Number three, these are you're you're not starting an argument and saying these are the three best albums ever. I just need three albums you can listen to on a deserted island. So you could go live, whatever you want. These are just your personal listening. You're not starting an argument of these are the greatest albums ever. Okay, well, that's really easy then. I would go in consecutive order the way they were released, which would be Pink Floyd, The Wall, The Final Cut, and then Momentary Lapse of Reason without Roger Waters because that's the first album without Roger. And they're still fighting to this day. Did you see that? Yep. Everybody, they Roger, wanted to re- just, he's got too much of an ego, man. It's just it's weird. They wanted to release the new al- anniversary album, and they won't do it because they're fighting over the liner notes. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty it's, incredible. Yeah, Roger... Yeah. <laughs> 300 million and we're fighting over you you're a little bit weird in the head bro <laughs> so yeah <laughs> uh number number two i need two concerts first concert you went to as a fan last concert you went to as a fan i know you you play concerts of course but these are just as a fan um Ooh. a hard one um the first well, one hard. like yeah first one like you mean like as young my youngest memory of a concert? Yeah. I've just or just the first one you went, I'm I'm getting my money, I'm buying these tickets. Not like your parents did your oh, I, would I just to gotta go. It, probably it was like Slipknot when it first first came out. Ooh. Orlando. Yeah, it was wild, man. Uh and what well, about the last our, one you our, went to? Our entire crew went. Me, she, um, my brother, our singer. Yeah, we all went and we were right on the rail, dude. Rocking and rolling. All right, the last concert you went to as a fan. The last concert? probably say i mean 
So not like what I see on a nightly basis, even if I'm yeah, not player. like what you're playing. Okay. Like you just went, we're going to see a show. Vanilla Ice. Vanilla Ice. Yeah, you what year? That, were you? No. Uh, this year it was. Uh, I want to say in April, he came through Clay County. Is he doing uh, the rock version still, or is he doing old school? It was old school, and he, he had some other dudes out there doing like other jams too from that same time frame, and it was oh. incredible. Yep. Like a throwback tour. So nice. My daughter's first concerts were the live that we did in L.A. We drove across yeah. the country, even though she was only three months old. It was epic. She cried maybe five minutes tops out of the entire four. Of a whole cross country? Yeah, like, yeah, she's just, she's chill, man. She sat there with her isolation headphones on, watching us and everything. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, so that was her first concert, us, and then the second one was Vanilla Ice. That's the last. That, yeah. She's got a better concert track record than I got. <laughs> Three oh, months old. Vanilla Ice, dude, he, he was tearing it up, man. He was on point. All right, and number one, and we'll let you get out of here and get ready for your shows, and we'll look forward to you coming to Huntsville. Uh, you are a Southern boy. You're in Florida, so I know you, you had to have been a fan at one point. If you're a wrestler, who would you be? Jake the Snake. Ooh, I like it. The psychology man. Mm -hmm. uh, Jake the Snake. And I always ask, if you had a, a tag team partner, who would you pick as Jake the I'll Snake? Take her. Taker and Snake. The Ooh. Snake and Take connection. I like that. Yeah, dude. Total psychological. Mind. <laughs> yeah, they're just you're just mind-screwing everybody <laughs> before you even get out there. Yep. I like it, dude. I appreciate your time. PVT and the tombstone, and you're done, dude. Oh, it's no, it's game over. There's no recovery after that. Uh, I appreciate you joining me, brother. We got Randy Winter, guitarist, of course, for Red Jumpsuit Apparatus. Excited you guys are back on tour. It's getting quote unquote close to norm. Look forward to seeing you coming up. I'll be there at Huntsville at Sidetracks uh, Music Hall. Great venue. Going to be a great show. And uh, appreciate your time, brother. Hey, thanks a lot, man. That was Good. fun. Thank you, brother. What's up, Candy Liquors? Pleased to meet you. Nice to know me. What you doing? You're listening to another edition of Casio's Cut. I'm very excited to be joined by yet another rock star. Danny Resnick, Astoria State, is in the house. What's up, my man? How are you? How are you? I'm my doing friend? great, dude. You got to be excited, man. We, uh, you are on tour. You're traveling with the dudes from uh, Red Jumpsuit, of course. Uh, if anybody knows anything about Danny, you uh, joined them as keyboardists not that long ago. And right. now you've got your own band, of course, Astoria State. Uh, this has to be an exciting time to finally get on the road and share this music in front of live audience, man. Oh, man. Yeah, it's so awesome. It's been, it's been just great. I mean, you know, it's obviously it's for all, all of us musicians, you know, we haven't been on tour. So it feels really nice for those, you know, for just getting to play shows again, but I get the, I add a bonus of getting the two for one each night right now. So it's. So you are doing double duty. I'm doing double duty. Yeah. So it's uh, I'm getting two for one discount on the uh, <laughs> COVID special shows. That means you're working for half price, dude. We got to talk about this. <laughs> well, I don't know if I am or not. Um, <laughs> No, jumpsuit's good being good to us, you know. I have, so, I guess, I have a little pull there. Or <laughs> you got a little bit of pull. Uh, yeah. So, talk about this. So you put together the new album with the Story of State. Uh, did this all come about? How much of it came about during COVID, or we did you already have stuff down the pipe and starting to pump this thing out? Um, that's a good question. No, all of it, all of it came um, during the pandemic. In fact, so I was, you know, we've been talking about. I've known Jesse for ten years, so we've been talking. Uh, about doing a band, you know, over beers for a long time. But, um, you know, we have a, lived in different states and we have done a, a few different, been in a few different bands together over the years. But um, I got, was out in Hawaii. Um, I was, you know, leaving because of the pandemic and um, went to Florida and, and it was just like all this time off. And so we're like, dude, let's just, let's just write. And maybe we have some time, who knows how long it's gonna last. You know, at first we're thinking like, oh, July. We'll <laughs> right, everybody. Couple weeks, we're back. Yeah, you know, like this is a like, couple months, and we'll be, you know, back to business. Um, but then it just seemed like, I, you know, we have a lot of time on our hands. So he sent, uh, he sent over a couple demos. I, I kind of flushed them out with with melody and you know vocals and lyrics, and sent them back. And and that was the, that first song with nobody knows. Uh, so let's talk about it. Nobody knows is out. You've got the video out. Super cool video. 
Um, I'm going to be honest. I've watched it a bunch of times, and I have no idea what y'all are burying. I don't. I have no <laughs> idea. Nobody knows. <laughs> <laughs> Volley and you spiked. I like right, that. Right, right. Uh, Al, you that for me. But but here's what I, here's what I do know. You're about to have your second uh, video coming out. Leave it to me is right. coming out. Yeah. And word on the street is these videos and singles are tying together as a story. That yeah, that is that's the what? word on the street. Yeah. So um, this is next level shit. <laughs> I don't I don't know I don't I don't know if we're the first people to ever do it. Um, <laughs> but. It is a cool, you know, it's kind of a cool, like, kind of theme um, to tie these videos and songs together, just as kind of, you know, album, the concept of albums aren't what they used to be, you know, when, right. when we were kids, you know, it's like this album. So a lot of bands would theme them and do different things. And some bands still do, but it just seemed like a, a unique way to kind of like, can we put all these songs like into a story and write a script that kind of like tells, you know, a story, whether it's like super, you know, direct or, you know, but, or, what have you abstract, I guess. Right. Um, it just seemed like a cool element to add to the package of, you know, the art that we're trying to put out. So, um, yeah, leave it to me as the prequel to nobody knows the prequel. Yeah. Oh, so I find out what you're burying there. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll tell you, I'll give you a hint. You're not going to find out in the leave it to me video, but it'll give you more answers. And the prequel to that will come out. You know, after so. Wait, so we're going in reverse the whole time? Yeah, uh, we're working through some concepts, but that seems to be the one we're leaning towards now. We haven't filmed the third and fourth videos yet. What kind of we're Inception gonna... shit are you throwing us in? This is yeah, this you know, it's crazy. funny because as we were talking about it with our director, he's like, "Dude, it's like Memento," and and a couple people had said that when we talked about the oh. edit. I didn't know what they were talking about because I've never seen that movie, <laughs> but apparently it's a movie where yeah, like. Um, <clears throat> He has to go back to figure yeah, out what happened. Every, every scene starts every so often because he doesn't remember what, you know, I've never seen that movie. <laughs> are you going to watch it to get a grasp or do, like now is it too late? What's it? Dude, it's actually probably a good idea. <laughs> probably a good idea to watch it. And our director said it, the way he talked about that, it's like his favorite film ever made of all time. So it must be good. I mean, people, you know, I don't know. It's one of these things. I don't watch I a put movie it buff, you know? You're not a movie buff? No, uh, not like that. It's like I I know the ones I've seen if I, you know, you jog my memory. TV but buff? Or are you just music? Certain TV, you know, some TV shows I definitely know. I, I'd say I like TV maybe, you know, more than – it's more accessible, you know. Like I don't always have the time for like a two-hour sit-down. But I can put on a 20-minute show that doesn't right. – is that like gripping or – Something mindless or, in the background. Yeah, some I love Always Sunny. Like always sunny in Philadelphia. Strong. Like a lot of those shows, I really get community, like senseless humor. Love something that. that can just be playing. You don't have to follow right. I don't really care too much <laughs> about it. Like if it gets too interesting, then I have to stop. Then I end up stopping everything I'm doing. You know, it's like oh, I was gonna sleep, but like, what? what are they Even like Animal Planet. Sometimes you're like, oh wait, what is that fish doing something over there? Like, all right, I gotta see this. You know. Uh, so let me ask, uh, you briefly touched on it. Uh, you know, you're, you're putting all this album together. You're putting videos together. Uh, this is a weird time where you're not being able to immediately test some of these songs in front of a crowd. I mean, you go to a concert and usually people go, hey, we got a new one. We want to get test for you guys. All this is this whole time block is not in front of a lot of fans. Right. Now that you've got some shows under your belt, how has that felt? I mean, you've, you've been doing music for a long time. This has yeah. to be a little bit of a different feeling of this is completely brand new experience for all of us. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, that's such a great thought. Like we, we didn't do any of it. And I mean, you know, a, a couple of our friends, you know, obviously right. sent it, you know, Narani who produced the track and, and, and Espy who, um, you know, engineered it and mixed it and we've sent it to, you know, we had sent it to some friends, you know, but not really in anybody. It definitely, certainly to your point, not played them live and caught like, you know, gauged the, that energy and, you know, that kind of unquantifiable factor about right. what song. songs are they relating to? What are they yeah, getting wrong? Just to? like yeah. how that energy feels. Sometimes songs can sound, you can record songs so well now that like the song can sound great, but you know, if it's, I don't know, too slow or just, you know, one thing or another can low in your vocal register or whatever. 
uh, you know, when you try it live, all of a sudden you do get that like, ah, this song's not hitting the way I thought it would. Or sometimes it's like, oh, <laughs> dude, this song's hitting exactly how I thought yeah. it would. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're definitely experiencing that. I mean, so far we've had just great reception. You know, like people seem to really be like liking the songs, connecting with them. It's a shocking amount of people have heard Nobody Knows by the time we get to playing it, which is, you know, humbling because it's, you know, the song's only been out for a couple months and it's our only song that is out. You know, it's our very first song. So it's pretty crazy to play people, you know, five songs they don't know. And they'd be like, this is our one song you might know. And then yeah, <laughs> three, three people, and they'd be like, "Woo!" it's like, wow, you guys know the words to this already? Unbelievable. <laughs> That's so, got to be an awesome feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're talking with, of course, uh, we're talking with Danny from uh, Story Estate. Uh, first of all, shout out. You got the clothing line. People need to go get the merch, right? Yeah, I do. I've got the um, I've got one of ours on. We've got merch um, <clears throat> at AstoriaStateMerch.com, which is just through AstoriaState.com. Yeah. And then we've got merch out with us. Um, but you can definitely find more. By going to our merch store online than we have out with us on the road but all right we uh first of all thank you for the time i know you're on a show day i know this is busy for you especially you got double duty man you, you need yeah. to take a nap dude what are you doing i don't know what you're talking to me but i got a nap last night <laughs> excellent tour uh, coming up we're super excited to see you uh we've got killer shows coming up at sidetracks music hall of course yeah. Uh, all these shows you're you're opening up doing double duty with red jumpsuit apparatus Huntsville sidetracks. Then you guys go immediately June 11th to Nashville, June 12th, Jonesboro, Georgia, and then playing uh, the festival out at Jacksonville Beach. Yeah. Uh, so I know this is an exciting run for you guys. So I appreciate you taking the time to join me. But we end every episode with the countdown: ten questions, ten to one. You got to um, survive this, okay? I looked at them so briefly. I don't even think I read them all. I was like, okay, I'll read that before, right? You know, and then I didn't get to it. So hit me with them. Yeah, we're going to hit you with them. This is good off the cuff. You're going to be good. Number 10, uh, name something that's a perfect 10 in your life. Uh, Name something that's a perfect 10. Something's exactly like you like it. My music career at the moment is going, I I can't, I could, you know, be pretty crazy to complain about it right now. Nice. Night. I mean, people are responding to the jumpsuit, new jumpsuit material. People are responding to the new story state material. It's, I it's mean, a good it's, place to be, man. Yeah, yeah. Good place to be. Number nine. Nine is the German word for no. Name something you wish was no more. Name something you could write off. This could be Twitter trolls, bad drivers, uh, uh, yeah. anything. People that stand up as soon as the airplane lands. <laughs> what, <laughs> whatever you want. What's your pet peeve? Oh, what do you wish is no more? All of those things. The, the stand up. <laughs> The thing is, it's the very same people who stand, who shoot up out of their seat to stand there, like all like down crouch below. The same people who line up and say like, you know, now boarding group one and like everybody from group nine walks up and like huddles around. It's like, I sit there, they're like calling my name and I'm like, oh, you know, it's got two minutes. Like I with my coffee almost done. Like, you know, like I, I don't want to sit on that thing for an extra two hours. Hey, we, we all got assigned seats. We're getting on. Right. We all okay. get assigned seats. It's just like, what's the big rush? All right. Uh, so all of them. I like it. Uh, number yeah. eight. Uh, what do you want your last that's meal right. to be? Bad What's the last dri- thing you ate? Too, or just, that's, what sorry. is it? A bad driver's too. Sorry. It's starting to drizzle a little bit on me on the other side there. <laughs> You're getting right on. Yeah. yeah. The bad drivers are terrible. Sorry. All right. Hit me with number, uh, number, number eight. eight. When you go out, what do you want the last thing you ate to be? What's your last meal? You can mix and match home oh, cooking, man. a certain restaurant. What do you got? Oh, that's interesting. You know, so I'm um, probably about four months uh, plant-based now. I saw that on Instagram. You're vegan now. Yeah. Yeah. So How are we uh, doing? What, what made you do that? Well, you know, over the last year, I didn't think I was as active. And there's just a lot of things. Really what it comes down to, I watched, um, I, wanted to, I wanted to feel better and look better, you know. Um, and I watched this documentary, Game Changers, and it, just talk about um it's on netflix they just talk you know about you know pretty much the fundamental science of of you know animal protein versus plant protein and how these things really work and how your blood works how cholesterol actually works and i you know i had a couple of disgusted sighs as i was like "Ah, really (laughs) you know but they took these guys blood in this documentary they take these these like college athletes blood 
right? And they're all like animal, been eating animals. I'm from Alaska, so I've been hunting, you know, fishing my whole life, eating animals. Yeah. Um, so, but anyhow, they take these, you know, animal eaters <laughs> or whatever. They take their blood and then they put them on a plant-based diet for a week. Um, and then they take their blood again. And before they read them the results, they just show them the blood. In the, the first blood, it's all like thick and murky. And there's this like separation of like fat content that's sitting on top of it. And the <laughs> other one looks like red water, like water with red food coloring in it. And it's like, that is what, what animal proteins, like what butter and dairy and all these things, that's what they, the inflammation they do. That's what they do to your, that's what causes the inflammation in your heart and in your blood, you know? And, um, I, I saw that and I was like, man, if it was actually that simple, cause my whole life, you know, you, you, even you grow up, there's the pyramid yeah. you know, thing and da- dairy, yeah, meat, dairy, meat, eggs all those yeah. are, are on the list. And if it, so I thought to myself, well, if it was that simple, I was just going to try, I was going to try it for a month. And you know, if I feel better then great, if I don't, then I'll just go back to eating meat. And um, within days, I felt a noticeable difference. Just more energy I eat. You know, and the thing is, is the vegan alternatives, fucking, oh, sorry, they're, they're great. Oh, you can say whatever you want. Oh, I don't know. They're, um, no. they're, they're delicious, you know, when you eat like a Carl's Jr. Impossible Burger. I mean, to some people, you know, it's, it's, Carl's Jr. is like 100% grade A beef, you know, that they raised in their backyard. Anyway, it's not even all meat. You know, and I never cared about that. But like, if it tastes the exact same, like, what are we really even talking about? Right. That's how I feel about it. So I've been, um, yeah, I've been really, you know, enjoying it, enjoying how I feel. So, so far I, uh, you know, I had never made a lifelong commitment to it either, but I, I don't plan on changing anytime soon. But if I had to have a last meal, it wasn't really going to be about my cholesterol. Yeah, you're going out. There's no way. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I love, I love seafood. I love, um, like, Lobster, crab. Yeah, yeah, I'm from Alaska, so I grew up on king crab. And, All the uh, crabs. Um, yeah, so I, I'd probably have some, maybe some bacon wrap, shrimp, bacon wrap, yeah. lobster, something like that. Just really like load it down. I guess I'm going for my heart attack then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, there's no repercussions. Yeah, well, on the way out. If we're going out. We're going out. What's your sides? Are you a big side guy? You got to be now that you're vegan. What's what's your sides? You going? What's the veggies? Um, corn, broccoli. What do you do? Yeah, I mean, mac and cheese. Obviously, corn was already a staple before. You know, good. You know, corn on the cob, you know, on the barbecue. That was already something that went with all of your meat. So that hasn't gone anywhere at all. Especially out, you know, in California, we get some like really great like street corn. You know, that's like yeah, all kinds. Um, yeah, corn. Um, I'm I've been super into like uh these well like they're snacks it's junk food really um but you know they're all made of plants so it's like when i like get one of these like it's a bag of cheetos or they're called the hippies but they're hippies yeah they're made of uh chickpeas so like oh no yes hippies you know i'm in and they taste exactly like a cheeto they're probably honestly better i think they're better i can just slam a bag of these things crushing um but at the end of it, I didn't like eat polish off a bag of Cheetos. I ate a can of garbanzo beans, you know. So right. I still got to junk food out what felt like just like you know eat three. Yeah, bags you got the food. craving taken care of, but it's still right. Healthy. But I didn't actually you know do the damage. By the way, for the people that are listening to this, which is majority over YouTube, uh, there's he's not in a car wreck. There's somebody getting ice oh, behind. Yeah, him. you know I can, no, it's it's. Kind of I need to explain it for the audio version of. <laughs> Yeah, the people watching it can see him going back. And forth. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, are you a dessert guy? Are we going dessert on your last um, meal? Yeah. You know, I've never really been. I've always been lean, lean, salty. Okay. You know, like I'll eat like half a bite of a Snickers, and then I'll eat like two boxes of cheeses. You know. Okay. Sweets uh, wasn't your thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I like them. I like some, you know, some sweets, but they're not something oh. I miss. And like as I've you know, it's funny. You, you like are like, oh, you know, I'm gonna go plant based. I'm gonna go vegan. Everybody like starts sending you all their activist stuff. You know, they start. <laughs> like, oh, you should watch this because you'll love this. And you know, if you like, and so I've been watching a lot of like crazy things. Um, so chocolate's pretty much off my list these days too. Like all the really is that is that considered bad too? Um, I don't know that it's, it's bad, but I don't think that it's um, well, just the way they, you know. How it's being processed and produced? 
Yeah, the, well, it's being produced by farmers who never get paid. Right. Mostly, okay, that's what I meant. Yeah, of them in Africa, you know, and it's yeah. a two hundred like billion dollar industry or something, you know, and they're so paid, is- like they literally take the cocoa and then tell them we'll pay you when we get the money. And sometimes oh, in a day, no. oh, it was less this time, you know. But we're why are you doing about, this to me? A dollar a day, anyway, you know. So it's like they can't. Oh, we don't have your three hundred dollars. Why are you doing so, this to me? Like. When I learned that, it's like, well, at this point, it would basically be impossible to enjoy eating it, knowing that. I know you're doing it. Now Now I got a question. <laughs> My damn chocolate I got in the damn cup. I know. See, right. like, you can't like can't tell anybody anything because next thing you know, they're like, oh, you should taste this too. Like, oh, man, I love that. If they find out you you swore off one food, they're going to – you left. You got nothing. You eat anything. Oh, you know, watermelon's actually not that you – know. <laughs> what, What's wrong with watermelon? You're going to have to have your own bus garden. That's what you're going to have. That's uh, the thing. There's this show. It's called Rotten on, on – uh, Oh, Netflix. I've seen that. I've seen that. It's in my list. The, they have all the different – like, you know, so it's like, oh, you like avocados? Don't watch. <laughs> you like peanuts? Don't watch. You like honey? You know, all these things. But um, I did watch the honey one. one. The I- to me was certainly like th- that. The chocolate one is like, oh, well, this is, you know, this is absurd. I, I yeah. got really pissed off at the honey one. I watched the honey one and didn't watch it anymore. Uh, you know, it's like they're, they're cutting our honey <laughs> with all kinds. Yeah, of it's crazy. And I didn't realize the whole deal about, you know, I mean, I, I said I did colony collapse and, and those things, but uh, I, I didn't really realize about like the. You know that they were all taking their bees from around the country and the world and bringing them to California for this time of season, just to bring them back. And like that, there's like just spreading disease everywhere. And like, I mean, it's just crazy. It's like I never thought <laughs> to me that they were moving the bees. You know what? You're you're right. Don't watch anything. Don't, Don't watch anything. Just, just kill quit watching. Kill your TV. That's the best thing. You can. <laughs> all right, seven. When you were seven years old, what did you want to be when you grew up? I wanted to play in the NHL. The NHL? Who was the team? Detroit Red Wings. And I'm not going to lie, as a kid, I feel like you're allowed one bandwagon per score of life. And when you're three or four or five, you can bandwagon on whoever you want. I'll admit it's just because they were the best. But you were in Alaska? Oh, yeah, I'm from Alaska. So we don't have our own team. Yeah, so that's the – see, everybody – I'm a Colts fan in football, and everybody's like, you're from Alabama. How'd you pick the Colts? I'm like, because that's what you did. You just pick. Yeah, uh, you just pick one. If you don't you know, have a team, you just pick. Pop Warner. You know, some kids play Pop Warner, and they're like, oh, well, I was on the Jaguars or, or whatever, and that's why I like that team. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a different reason, but, like, it's when you pick after your team sucks for a long time and you just happen to pick the team that's going to win this year. <laughs> that's when it gets a little bit uh, glaring. Are you still watching hockey all the time? Is that is that still well, the playoffs are on? Um, so I, I not, honestly, we've been so busy. I haven't. I've been watching the highlights pretty much. Right. Um, but it does seem like a great year of playoff hockey so far. So. All uh, right. Now, uh, number number six. How do you want to end up six feet under? How do you want to go out? Obviously, a heart attack from eating meat again. But besides that. Right. Yeah. Eat. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna <laughs> eat so much meat it gives me a heart attack, and I just. Uh, how do you want to go? I mean, I suppose, you know, if I had my choice peacefully in my sleep. Okay. Well, I've had some, I've had some musicians and comics want to go out on stage. They want to do it before they go out. No, they want to be on stage. Oh no, not me. And I was like, that sounds a little traumatic for the crowd on TV. And like, yeah, it's right. He's like, Oh, the show was fun until he died. (laughs) You know, and that premise. He didn't even play his hit. Uh, yeah, he's like right before the song we've all been waiting for. He just croaks, and then like, you know, that really kills our buzz. And there, I didn't even get to hear. Nobody knows. This is right? Shit. Yeah, nobody got to hear. <laughs> all right, so peacefully in your sleep. Nice. Yeah. Sure. Five, five, five finger discount. What's the last thing you stole? Uh, last thing I stole. Hmm. And I don't steal. I don't. I'm not really much of a thief. I'm trying to think. Of Are you a hotel thief? Do you steal things from the uh, hotel room? Well, I mean, sh- shampoo's not stealing, but I mean. Are you pillow yeah. guy or remote no, I don't take pillows or anything like that. Occasionally, um, I'll Uh-oh. accidentally leave a face towel, you know, <laughs> it, like into one of my into one of my bags, you know, if I think it might come in handy. Okay. 
accidentally. That's the, that's the edgiest you're getting on stealing. All right. Um, maybe, maybe not. I just, you know, like I haven't had that perfect, like, you know, in at the museum where the guy has like the keys <laughs> to the paintings and knows how to turn the alarm off. As soon as that rolls around and we've got like, you know, a hundred million dollar art heist or something with like, you know, but you're no, not like downing and dashing or anything, right? You're no, not doing any no, no, people work right. too hard. I, I feel bad, you know, about at least, especially in the restaurant industry. And yeah, now I, I can do that to somebody. All right, uh, this is going to be interesting. I got a, I got an alternate question in case the first question backfires because you're from Alaska, so I don't know how much this is in your wheelhouse. But and you're not a sweets guy. I usually ask Mount Rushmore of Little Debbie's. Did, have you even had a Little Debbie in your life? Oh yeah, Little Debbie. Nutty Buddies or oatmeal cream pie or Swiss cake? Yeah, probably? I would have gone oatmeal cream pie, hundred percent. Is is number one? Yeah, um, I think so. You know, because like in that realm, like the ding dongs, a lot of like chocolate and marshmallow. Yeah, a lot of chocolate. You know, um, yeah, dude. I think the the uh, oatmeal is your number one. Let me give you a better. Let me give you a better one. Well, than the oatmeal was. cookies, the miss, the uh, you know, the long kind of box. Oh, is that They're, your jam? The oatmeal sandwich. They do have like a marshmallow. I'm trying. Yeah, to Yeah, oatmeal sandwiches. The oatmeal cream pie is one of the little. Yeah, the oatmeal cream pie, pie. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Those are bomb. Here's. I think here's the better question for you, maybe, and it might have changed. Four toppings for the perfect pizza. What are you going with? Oh, you know, it definitely has changed because it used to be like, you know, name, All four, the meats. Meats, name four meats and let's go. <laughs> um, now, um, I've been having like, I don't know what they really call them. It's kind of like, I guess, like a Mediterranean. Okay. It, it's They make them like pretty simply by just adding vegan cheese instead of because they're already like, um, you know, just tomatoes and uh, – I don't know. They're very the olives. Uh, Are we got olives? Are we got onions on them? Mushrooms. I mean, I love mushrooms, olives, like onions. You going thin crust or thick? Um, you know, I'll do. I, I would do a thin crust, but I do. Here's one thing I do miss. Some of uh -oh. like fancy pizza places, the sorry, the fancy vegan places. They right. still have like an alternative for like the the butter and the, the oh. Parmesan cheese crust, dude. Come that's on, like, you know, you're missing breadsticks, is what you're missing. Well, I still eat a lot of fair amount of bread. Like you, you can go and get a soft pretzel. Most of those don't have any egg or butter. Right. You, know, you have them. But on the it. old school pizza bread sticks, like you said, where we got the oil and the butter oh, yeah. the and the little Caesars, you know, like just, <laughs> yeah. just dripping off the end. All right, uh, number three. You're not going to start an argument by saying they're the best albums ever, but I need three albums on a deserted island you can listen to forever. Three albums on So no, nobody can get on you for your decision because this is just you listening to them. Right, and it's just me on the island. So it's yeah. Like, so you might go it? live. You might go greatest hits. You might there. You can go any direction you want. Wow. <laughs> wow. So many options and yeah, and so, of so much permanence. Um, well, look, the guy's still. The, there's more options than as much ice as this guy's getting behind you. Uh, there's yeah, more. <laughs> there's more options than ice. On the island that I'm stuck on, go figure. <laughs> no ice on the island. Um, what are you I, going I, with? One album that I always really like, and I find myself going back to it like time and time again as a full listen front to back, um, is Mm Hmm by Reliant K. Okay. It came out maybe three or six, you know, early 2000s. Yeah. Um, it's a cool record. Um, is it I just one like, where you like, hey, I'm in a mood. Let's go. Let's go back to it and jam. It's it one more. that like all like one of the songs from it will come on, or one of the songs by Reliant K will come on on a play. So I'm like, mm, yeah, I need to go back and listen to that. Time record. to refresh. Oh, so good. How does it sound so good? It's so old. Okay. You know, it's like I don't know. It's just some one of those records for me. Um, yeah. I feel like if it is a deserted island, I'm gonna need maybe like a a greatest hits. I don't, I don't know if like, um, the dirty heads have a greatest hit oh. album yet, but if I'm stuck on an Island, you know, I did live in Hawaii for some years. I was so about to say, you got the beach vibes going. I, I would need, you know, something to, to, you know, listen to while I'm sipping, put you in a fun made Mai Tais from my coconuts. <laughs> All right. What about a live album? Maybe so you can act like more people's there. Oh, Oh yeah. I get a little bit <laughs> Yeah, you get the vibe. Um, you know, when you say live album, the first one that comes to mind, it was um, Papa Roach did like a Time for Annihilation. Yeah. Like half record and half live. It was hybrid, yeah. 
kind of compilation from some different shows. Maybe are they all at one shot? I'm not, I can't remember, but um, that record's pretty good. They're, I mean, they're a great band live, you know, killer, and on recording, obviously too. So, um, yeah, maybe time for Annihilation. Um, mm-hmm. What was the other one? Oh yeah, Dirty Heads, Greatest Hits. Have, yeah, I don't know if they have a Greatest Hits or not. Well, well, I mean, it's 2021. You can burn your own. I'll burn it before the plane crash <laughs> on the island. Hey, like we said earlier, we'll burn it from Limewire and keep going. Right. Man. We'll get yeah. on. Yeah, right. Limewire, good old days. <laughs> All right, number two. I need two concerts. First concert you went to, uh, and last concert you went to as a fan. Oh, um, first. So first concert, you were like, "Hey, man, I'm getting my own tickets. I've got to go to this concert." Yeah, you that know, might be weird in Alaska, man. Well, yeah, you know, there's some big, some big, you know, bigger bands, I guess, that are out of, uh, you know, where I'm from. Um, Thirty Six, Crazy Fist came out of. Anchor. Oh yeah. Portugal, the man is from Wasilla town. Really, right nearby. Um, Jewel, <laughs> you know, jumping genres a little bit. Who doesn't but, know uh, Jewel? I uh, never bought a ticket to see Jewel. Um, I did, <laughs> however, buy tickets and have uh, in Will basically anytime I'm there, which is not anymore, but uh, 36 Crazy Fist. I don't know if they're still doing shows. Is that not. one of your first ones? Yeah, they were one of my – there's a band called Del Mag. I think that was actually my first show. Maybe they played it together. They were just an Anchorage band. Um, I don't know that they really gained much national traction, but I'll go back and listen to that them too. There we go. That's going to give you some memories. Yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, it reminds me of, like, that time, you know, when I was, I don't know, it must have been 10, you know, like, the local band in town. Right. Uh, one of my friends got one of their burnt CDs. Yeah. Or, you know, and I was like, oh, you know, they're playing a showdown with Beatles. There's just be this little stinky. Hole in the wall? Teen club, you know, that you could, that bands played at, you know, that was all ages downtown. Oh, yeah, it was, it shut down, not it was probably only open for so many years, you know, <laughs> but it's giving people. everybody free alcohol, letting underage kids in. Isn't that bar? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I don't think it, it might not have even been alcohol. It's just like, Oh, where like, Oh, just a venue. Had, I got you. you no know, kind of people could play. They might, right. I just can't remember. I was, you know, I was too young to drink then. All right. Last on me beer. <laughs> last show you went to as a fan, last concert, man. Um, just, well, last night, I mean, I obviously we played it, but as a that fan, don't count. Who's the one you went to? Like, we're just going to chill out. I, I got to go see the show. Um, had to be a while. It's got to be pre-COVID, of course, and then you're not going to be touring. That's got to be hard. Yeah, you know the one that's coming to mind. I Modest Yahoo was uh, that was a long time ago. That's probably had to be one more recently than that, but um. Yeah, Modest Yahoo was there at a show with Dirty Heads, I, I think. Nice. Mainly, I just wanted to – I mean, I've seen Dirty Heads a lot. They're on a lot of the festivals. I like them. Right. You know, I like their music. I like, you know, their show. But I don't – haven't seen Modest Yahoo as much as – Who's – or how about somebody that uh, you were at a festival with? You were like, hey, we got to go catch their set while we're here. Oh, um, I always try to catch Memphis May Fire. Oh, their live yeah. Are so heavy. It's just like they pit bring break. it, dude. Pit break for 20 seconds. I ever stop. Pit break for 20 <laughs> seconds. Like, uh, pit break. And it's like, dude, they, I mean, their shows get pretty rowdy for sure. I like it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Now, this is going to be interesting as an Alaska kid because I don't, I don't know how the vibe was up there. But for us Southern kids, it was big. I always ask number one, if you're a wrestler, who would you be? Oh, you know, I did see this question on, on the, this is maybe the first one around. I was like, oh man, you know, I didn't like, I, um, was there any wrestling up there? Well, it's on TV. Yeah. You know? I mean, so, but I, you know, the last time I knew all the wrestlers, I was probably in second grade. Um, but at the time that would have been like the undertaker, triple H, yeah. uh, the rock, um, Ray Mysterio, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Who bonded? Like who? Who would you think that guy's cool? Taker, um, Triple H. Yeah, probably uh, the Undertaker. Taker. I mean, I think if I could be anyone, it would be Andre. Oh well, yeah, you gotta be the giant. Yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, like if I could just be any wrestler, I would say. Yeah, that's the point. Yeah. Anybody. Like I want to be that that giant. Everybody <laughs> looks up to you. Right. 
right, dude. Uh, great interview. I appreciate the time a lot, yeah, man. man. Go day, and you guys are in the middle of tour, and I know it's very hectic, and you're doing double duty. So I really appreciate it. Uh, Danny Resnick, of course, from Astoria State. Uh, you got you guys got a single coming out too. The next single drop yeah. to drop, right? June sixteenth. Yep. Uh, 11th. Oh, 11th. June 11th. Yeah, so June 11th, next Friday. Next couple days, it's dropping. Uh, go check them out wherever you stream your favorite music, wherever you listen to it, buy it. Go find them online, get that merch as well, and go see them. A great run of shows. Sidetracks Music Hall in Huntsville, Nashville, Jonesboro, Georgia, and then the Community First Seawalk Festival down in Jacksonville. Uh, Danny, man, appreciate the time. Yeah, man. Uh, rock out. Look forward to seeing you uh, in a couple days in uh, Huntsville. Yeah, man, can't wait. Thanks for having me.